Ladies and gentlemen, it's a big, weird, wild world out there, friends, and here we stand. Al pie del cañón, ready for anything, I'm Rob, that's the Natch, and you're listening to... The Bravo Show! <laughs> good morning, good people, how are you doing out there, my friends? It is a beautiful Wednesday. Wednesday! Oh, Natch, we made it, man. Hump day. Hump day, it's our, it's our team coffee today. My favorite day of the week. God damn it. <laughs> How are you doing? How's hump day treating you so far? So far, so good. <laughs> so far, so good. Okay, dude. That's it. Well, I'll take that and we'll roll with it. Today, friends, um, there is a special show this evening. Why? Because Richard has a studio tomorrow. You can enjoy two hours of um, his live show tomorrow. Um, but as always, there is a promo show every single day, whether we are on the radio or not. So you can join me at 6 p.m. this evening with a Probo show after dark. Oh my God, it's a good one. We're talking about gambling, Natch. It's gonna be, it's gonna be a heated discussion. Um, I think I have some un- opinions um, to share on the subject that will surprise people. Um, a big good morning, by the way, to uh, Vero, Eugene, BTI, Hema, and Carmen. Hema says she has to lurk. Uh oh. That's okay, Um, Hema, you're permitted to lurk in this show. Uh, Carmen says, what a beautiful morning to share with you, friends. It is indeed, Carmen. Welcome, welcome. Carmen told me about a new story today, Natch. Maybe we'll do it this afternoon. Do you know they've upgraded the rating of Mary Poppins? It used to be U, Universal. And now it's a PG. Um, Mary Poppins in Spanish. Maria Poppins. I don't know. How do you say it? What's the pronunciation? No, no, we say it quite similar. Oh, Mary, really? Mary Poppins. Mary Poppins? Oh, my God. Oh, it's Nivelato, Spain. Well done. <laughs> uh, yeah, um, maybe we'll talk about it in the show this afternoon. So stay tuned for that. 6 p.m. this afternoon with a Probo show after dark. All right. Um, let's see what's uh, coming up. Oh, yeah. Vero's here. She says, good morning, beautiful warriors around the universe. Eugene, BTI, wishing us all a good morning. If you want to be as cool, as sexy, as interactive and talkative as those people, you can do it very simply by going to twitch.tv barra forward slash professional bohemian. Or alternatively, if you want to vote on all the things we do on the show um, around the lifetimes, you can do that. On my Instagram, at Professional Bohemian. If you are addicted to the news and to all the content I produce, you can also um, get behind-the-scenes um, glimpse with all the links that I use in the show on my Patreon. That is also Patreon forward slash Professional Bohemian. The thing to remember is Bohemia Professional pero en inglés. God damn it. There we go. All right. In today's show, I asked 100 humans to name something that is important to have in a successful Hollywood movie. Nombra algo que es importante tener en una película exitosa de Hollywood. I imagine in Spanish, Hollywood. <laughs> Hollywood. <laughs> right? Because of the D. Oh, dude, look. Cultural knowledge, Natch. You don't get that in a Spanish textbook. No way. Hollywood. <laughs> All right. In today's Complete the News, we'll find out um, a unique dining experience offered by by McDonald's in West Hollywood. And today's unpopular opinion is video games. Los videojuegos. Video games offer better storytelling than most modern movies. Ooh. Lore, los videojuegos ofrecen una mejor narrativa que la mayoría de las películas modernas. We'll get into that. I know, I know, friends, not all of you consider yourself experts on um, video games. And that's fine. You can still have an opinion. Um, I love video games. I'm, um, uh, I wouldn't consider myself any... Uh, in any way an expert either but as you know i love video games i love movies and i do consider this something worth talking about and perhaps you'll be surprised by some of the things that come up today um all that said my friends i've reminded you about the after dark tonight at six on twitch.tv forward slash professional bohemian um again thank you by the way to all my delicious angelic podcast listeners 
Um, all of you downloading the podcast, you're being, um, you know what I mean? You're looking very good today. Thank you. Thank you. All right. Let's get into the news. I'm here. You're here. Natch is here. Let's get into it, shall we? Um, a little bit of a catch up from yesterday. Remember I said that um, the AI will put, will replace authors, Natch? Well, Nessa sent me a message on Instagram. She said, hey, Rob, in relation to what you said about AI replacing authors, I'm afraid it's already happening. Amazon is going to start restricting self-publishing because of the number of books written by AI that are being published and sold. Oh, it's already happening, friends. Oh, yeah, no, it's coming for us all. We've got some um, some interesting AI news. Uh, but you'll be su- I think we'll all be surprised in 10 years where we are and the different um, landscape of, of the workplace that we'll, um, we'll be participating in. How do you anticipate it's going to change your work, Natch? Um, the advent of AI. I mean, in, in media production, I consider you one of the, one of the best um, audio producers that I've ever worked with. And I've worked with quite a few, believe it or not. Um, uh, I don't know. I um, sincerely, I think it's going to be easier for us. Mm. Uh, things, well, it's starting to to do things easier. Yeah, yeah. Before to to edit some noise, for example, was a pain in the neck. Now is. Yeah, yeah. Adobe Podcast, it is crazy. Yes. And then those tools rolled over into Adobe Audition, a tool that we all use here at Station. Uh, just does make things easier. Visual um, or scr- uh, text editing in video now on the Adobe tools just crazy yeah i like the way adobe is adopting um ai to create tools rather than replacements i think that is key right not to lose that human element that human creativity um i think that is key okay let's get into um some news shall we we've got news from the world of business uh the world of tech and um a recurring character elon musk is uh, <laughs> is taking the forefront again. So here we go. Disney Parks. Um, Disney. Los Parques Disney. Disney Parks officially deemed the biggest ripoff. La mayor estafa. The biggest ripoff in America. What? Um, Los Parques de Disney. Oficialmente considerados la mayor estafa en los Estados Unidos. Jeezy Louise. Vero says, those who don't speak English say, Hol- Hollywood. <laughs> Natch, isn't he? I'm going to give you an, um, uh, an offline nivelazo. Nivelazo. <laughs> Hollywood. Spelled J-O-L-I-B-U. <laughs> so, yeah, um, uh, apparently this is coming from InsideTheMagic.com. Uh, the article from Inside The Magic reports that Disney Parks... Um, particularly Walt Disney World, have been officially deemed the biggest ripoff, la mayor estafa, in America, according to a survey. The cost of visiting Disney parks has significantly increased over the year, marking a 5,157% increase since the park's opening in 1971. Since reopening post-pandemic, price, uh, prices for daily tickets, annual passes, food and beverages have surged. Additionally, the fast pass system, system I think that's the system on the Pagasi Notines Cola, where you're paying, you don't have to um, join the queue, you can skip the queue. The fast pass system has been replaced by a Disney Genie Plus, which costs over $30 per person on certain days and only allows skipping lines for two to three attractions. Um, have you ever wanted to go to Disneyland, Natch? Have you been to Disneyland? Uh, to Disneyland Paris? Yes, I have, I've been. I went to I've... Disneyland Paris as a young, as a child. Did you go as a parent with the baby Natches? <laughs> no, I went as an adult, but without kids. So oh, dude, strange. you are living the dream. <laughs> Natch lives the dream. <laughs> I hate kids so much that when I went as a kid, <laughs> I didn't enjoy it. No, no. I um, I, I, I loved it. I, You know what I mean? I thoroughly immersed in the magic of Disney at that age, you know? I was very, very young. The park hadn't been open um, too long. And um, as a special treat, my mum took me there for a few days and it was uh, it was great. But yeah, um, I, would you ever be um, tempted to to make the trip to the United States? By the way, international listeners, I know there's a ton of you out there. Um, we produce the show from Madrid, Spain. 
which is why you get your news if you're listening to us in the States so fresh because we're awake a few hours before you. Have you ever been tempted to um, uh, make your way to Florida to, to visit the original the original Disney World? No, not really. Me neither, fíjate. And uh, according to this report, it's a massive rip-off anyway. It's a massive rip-off. Prices since it opened in 1971 increased 5,157%. Jeez. My earnings had increased that much, I'd be rich now. I'd be Elon Musk. Anyway, um, so there you go. Yeah, officially deemed, Disney Parks officially deemed America's biggest ripoff. La mayor estafa en los Estados Unidos. Let's move on to the world of tech. Do you, have you, are you aware of the company Klarna? K-L-A-R-R-N-A. No. No, it's... Um, Klarna is a, Finnish, a, a Swedish sorry, fintech company, like a financial technology company. Um, and it provides like online financial services. Uh, it's like buy now, pay later. It's like a payment processing company. You know, I think we have a, an equivalent here in Spain. I can't remember the name of it. Where you know you um, uh, you pay monthly to to a, an external company and and they make the the payment in full to the company that you're working with. Anyway, here we go. Finnish um, uh, the the Swedish sorry fintech company Klarna. Klarna says. Its AI assistant does the work of 700 people. Klarna dice que su asistente virtual de OpenAI hace el trabajo de 700 humanos. When did they say that? Right after they fired 700 people. Después de despedir 700 personas. Wow. Jeez, man. The eggs on those guys, am I right? So, Swedish fintech company Klarna has highlighted the efficiency of its AI assistant powered by OpenAI, which it claims performs the work of 700 people. This announcement comes after the company faced criticism for laying off 700 employees in 2022. Does that not sound a little tone deaf to you? (laughs) You're facing criticism for having fired 700 people? Hey, guess what? Um, our AI tool easily replace those people. <laughs> I mean, get used to hearing news like this, folks, because it's um, uh, it's just around the corner. Al vuelta la esquina, would you say, Natch? Oh, thank you, thank you. Look at Nacho, they even surprised. Look on Nacho's face. Ah, look, dude, you you are my I'm your Luke. You are my Yoda, man. Only taller and less green. All right, let's continue. Um, Klarna's AI chatbot, chatbot, which is responsible for two-thirds of all customer service interactions, has handled around 2.3 million conversations, maintaining customer satisfaction ratings on par with human agents. The company, which integrated ChatGPT technology for enhanced shopping experiences, anticipates a $40 million profit, a $40 million profit boost in 2024, from the AI's operations. Despite the controversy surrounding its profit boost, uh, its workforce reduction, Klarna maintains that AI's productivity is not directly related to the layoffs. Really, Klarna? It does the work of 700 people, you lay off 700 people? Klarna, go home, you drunk. (laughs) Um, uh, Did I say it wrong? Did I say that wrong? I'm sorry. Can we get uh, Nivelazo for, for Vero? Oh. Vaya Here's me riding high on my amazing Spanish natch. Just being brought back down to earth. <laughs> um, uh, Carmen says, Klarna is basically one of these companies who gives you money when you don't have it. Nicely contributing to consumerism and making you even poorer. Yeah. The debt economy, am I right? Do you know what, you know what I hate more than these finance companies? Storage companies. Companies that where you acquire so much crap, you can't fit it in your house, so they give you more space to store the crap you can't stop buying. <laughs> sick. It's sick. What's wrong with the world? Planet Earth, go home. You're drunk. All right, let's continue. Um, uh, that was um, news from from Klarna and AI. Here we go. Let's get into a final piece of news from today. We're going to di- um, dive into... Um, a story from Forbes.com. Forbes. 
Experts criticize Elon Musk's Neuralink over transparency after the billionaire says the first brain implant works. Now, let's unpack that. Expertos critican a Neuralink de Elon Musk por transparencia después de que él... Multi, oh, de que el multimillonario diga que el primer implante cerebral funciona. I hate the hypocrisy of certain people, Natch. Do you remember, like, post-pandemic, when, um, whenever, when there was a certain, a certain uh, social media platform, let's call it X. <laughs> Actually, let's call it Twitter, because that doesn't exist. Let's call it Twitter, for example. You know, just for an example, to pick a name at random. And everybody, all the, there was a political, um, there was a section of the political people that, you know, yeah, I don't want to call them um, uh, conspiracy theorists, but they did make a lot of noise about Bill Gates, right? And uh, and the vaccine, and he's putting chips in our children. He's putting computer chips in our brains, folks, with the vaccines. Elon Musk is literally putting brain chips in people. And the exact same people are going, oh, wow, Elon, what a genius. What a genius he is. <laughs> little goth Elon going through his little goth phase. And no, you're going to call it X and we're going to paint it black. You know, I bet if you you look under the table, you see Elon Musk's um, nails are painted in black nail varnish. <laughs> I bet outside of the boardroom, he's wearing black eyeliner. I'm just, I'm just going to call it there, folks. Anyway, so we've got Elon Musk's brain implant company, Neuralink, faces criticism from experts for its lack of transparency and disregard for established scientific and ethical norms. What a surprise. According to a Forbes article, experts argue that Musk's casual social media updates about Neuralink's progress instead of peer-reviewed publications or traditional scientific disclosure undermine the integrity of scientific communication and patient safety. Okay, um, let me just pause on the story there. Are we really surprised? I mean, did you not hear about all the monkeys that died because of this implant? Um, look, Elon, uh, show us what's happening. You know, I would not trust Elon Musk to put my sandwiches in my bag before coming to work, let alone putting a chip inside of my brain. Ne never. I mean, he's saying things like, oh, no, they can move a cursor on the computer screen thanks to the implant. Yeah. I believe it when I see it, Elon. Okay, let's continue. Despite Neuralink's claims of early success in its first human patient, the company has not registered its clinical trial or established an internal ethics board, violating fundamental biomedical research guidelines. Critics fear this opacity, opacity, you know, like this lack of transparency. Um, critics fear this opacity could harm the neurotechnology field and advocate for stricter accountability and transparency standards to ensure the technology's ethical development. There you go. All right, friends. All right, there you go. Um, Sam says, uh, good morning. How are you doing, Sam? Vero says, I always say the same. We want Larry back, Elon, you, you're drunk. <laughs> Larry the bird, right? <laughs> go home, Elon, you're drunk. You... Planet Earth and whoever the hell else it was that I said, Klarna. <laughs> go, go to, go to, um, uh, go to a rehab clinic, <laughs> all of you. All right, let's get into today's unpopular opinion. Unpopular opinion. It's unpopular opinion time, my friends. Here we go. Today's brain fat. Today's pedo cerebral, pedo mental is video games. Los videojuegos, right? Video games offer better storytelling than most modern movies. Los videojuegos ofrecen una mejor narrativa que la mayoría de las películas modernas. That's today's unpopular opinion, my friends. Um, uh, I did ask them on Instagram, as I always, as I am wont to do. How do you think they voted, Natch? Maybe they said true. They did say true. 60% true. Hmm. 
which kind of surprised me. Not as many people as usual voted on this. I guess it's because it's quite a niche subject. But in exploring this subject, we'll get into the field of new entertainment mediums um, and how culturally we are, they're being affected, how the quality is being affected, and perhaps why. Mm. All right, um, so let's get into it. 60% true. Let's see what um, you guys in the audience say during the break. In 10 minutes, I will post a poll and you will tell me. First of all, let's dive into today's pros and cons. I thoroughly tortured the elves this morning and they provided me with some pros and cons. Here they are. Okay, video games. So in the pro column, agreeing that video games offer better storytelling um, than movies. Uh, video games offer an interactive form of storytelling that most movies cannot match. Players are not just passive observers, but active participants in the narrative. This interactivity can lead to a deeper emotional connection with the story, as players make choices that influence the outcome. True story, many modern video games even have different endings depending on um, on how you play them. Um, uh, there are even kind of like interactive movies. I can't remember the name, but PlayStation um, had a couple um, that, that where the story thoroughly changes, like um, like one of those choose-your-own-adventure books um, as you play through the narrative. Um, the, the, the games made by Telltale Games are, are, are very similar to that also. Let's continue. Length and depth. Video games often... often provide more time to develop characters, plot, and world-building compared to average two-hour movies. This extended format allows for more detailed storytelling, character arcs, and nuanced themes. True story. Like, I watched recently The Last of Us. Have you seen it, Natch? No, you haven't. Of course you haven't. <laughs> no. <laughs> <laughs> so, The Last of Us TV show. Very, It's very, very good. It's very, very, very good. Um, Pedro Pascal plays um, the lead character, or co-lead. Um, Joel, Ellie, played by... Um, God, I wish I could remember her name. Um, a young actress from um, Game of Thrones. Really, really, um, really, really good in that. Featuring um, all sorts of um, other famous actors um, putting on really brilliant um, performances. Obviously, as we've become accustomed to with HBO, right? Still not as good as a video game. Nowhere near as good as the video game. Don't get me wrong, it's a great series. But having played the video game, one of my favorites, the storytelling is frankly better. <laughs> it's frankly better. Um, okay, let's continue. The sense of agency in video games, that you can decide your outcome. The sense of agency in video games, where the player decisions can affect the narrative, creates a personalized story experience that can be more engaging and meaningful than watching a predetermined story unfold in a movie. And final point in the pro column. Modern video games utilize advanced graphics and sound design to create immerse, immersive worlds that can rival or surpass the visual storytelling found in movies. This, combined with interactive storytelling, can make um, for a more compelling and memorable experience. All right, those are your pro columns. Let's get into the cons very quickly before we have to go. Movies generally provide a more focused and cohesive narrative compared to video games. The controlled environment um, of a movie allows directors and writers to craft every moment for maximum emotional and narrative impact. Next point. While video game writing is significantly improved, the film industry often attracts more seasoned writers and directors who specialize in storytelling. Next point, um, accessibility. Movies are more accessible to a broader audience and they don't require the same time investment, skill level or engagement that video games do. This can make the storytelling in movies more universally relatable. I mean, my argument here would be, look, if you're going to put on a movie just to ignore it, just so you can do other things, then clearly there's something wrong there with the storytelling medium, no? <laughs> anyway, let's uh, final point in the um, in the con column saying no, movies are, are way better storytelling than than videos, video games. 
although this is changing, movies historically have been seen as a higher form of art compared to video games and thus attract more serious critical attention to their narratives. This can lead to more polished and critically acclaimed storytelling. All right. Those are your pros and cons. I'm going to ask you what you think. I will say that I will leave you with this. I'm a big fan of indie games, games made by independent publishers, small games with tightly crafted narratives, beautifully and artistically um, produced, where you feel like you're almost playing a painting. Uh, some of them are really quite incredible. Thank God for Steam. What, what has happened to the independent movie industry where you used to get those those little um, stories, those niche creative stories where we weren't spending millions upon millions on a big Hollywood blockbuster where we could just tell interesting stories. Well, I'll tell you what happened, friends. It's in the world of video games. It's in the world of video games. Um, massive Hollywood actors, I'm thinking people like Simon Pegg, for example, like a, a lot of Hollywood actors, even voicing roles in modern video games. Hmm. All right. Anyway, friends, let's um, let's see what you guys think. So I made the statement, or I will post a poll saying that video games offer better storytelling than most modern movies, and you guys are going to vote. Guys, so many things you could have done this morning, but instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me, and it means the world. See you soon. Hey, guys. If you'd like to support the show, you can do so on Patreon. That's patreon.com forward slash professional bohemian. There you'll find VODs of the episodes as they are recorded live, blogs, vlogs, and behind-the-scenes content. If you'd like to watch the show live, you can do so on twitch.tv forward slash professionalbohemian, and you can participate in the polls we use in the show on Instagram at professionalbohemian or Twitter at probo, P-R-O-B-O-H. Okay. On with the show. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to the show. You're listening to the Probo Show live, 9 a.m. Central European time. Just another reminder, there will be no live show tomorrow. You're lucky you have Richard here in the studio. We will be doing um, a Probo Show after dark tonight, 6 p.m. Central European time, here on this channel, twitch.tv barra professional bohemian. And of course, it will be a podcast exclusive we, um, we kick off the training wheels, Natch. We get a little naughty on um, on the Probo Show After Darks. So if you're ready for that, if, you, um, if you're brave enough, if you're sexy enough, I'll see you there at 6 p.m. on this channel, Professional Bohemian, or alternatively on the podcast in every good podcast directory. Just search for the Probo Show, P-R-O-B-O-H. All right, let's get into it. What have you missed if you've just tuned in? Um, quite um, quite a fascinating show today. We looked at Disney parks officially being deemed. Los Parques de Disney oficialmente considerados, deemed. Um, the biggest ripoff, La Mayor Estafa, in America, in the USA, in um, Los Estados Unidos. Uh, we looked at Klarna, the fi fi fintech company, the financial technology company, um, that says its AI assistant does the work of 700 people after they laid off 700 people. Jesus, Clara. <laughs> like, read the room, Clara. Read the goddamn room, will you? All right. Um, and then finally, we looked at um, how experts um, in the world of biotech or neurotech, but all over the scientific sphere are criticizing Elon Musk's Neuralink over a lack of transparency. He's just kind of posting updates on X. Um, how's about, you know, a peer, posting something in a peer-reviewed journal? Uh, <laughs> Elon, you know? Let's, you know, pretend you were an adult for a second and not a moody teenager. No, I want, a, I want it to be called X. <laughs> Whatever. Go home. Um, and then we get, got into today's unpopular opinion, which was video games offer better storytelling than most modern movies. Um, all right, the answers, uh, the poll is finished. We um, we have the results right here. First of all, I just want to read a few messages we got from our audience today. Um, some video games really look like movies, not only due to their graphics, but also due to the story that they tell. That's from Vero. True story. Right now, uh, I played Arkham Asylum over... Yeah, last weekend, or this weekend just gone. Um, I finished it, 
what a brilliant story. I mean, I'm a big fan of Batman. <laughs> Why? Because I'm a teenager trapped in a, in a middle-aged man's body. But wow, I mean, what a great immersive story. Um, I'm now playing the next in the in the series of games. I think the last time uh, was maybe three weeks ago where I was really engaged with the story from a really small indie game called Chance of Senar. I bought it on Steam. It cost me three euros because it was on special offer. Um, a game about language and the mechanics of language. Really fascinating game. I mean, when, when was the last time you saw a movie about the mechanics of language? <laughs> Or really about anything that wasn't, you know, a big spectacle. Something that you could really relate to on a human level. I haven't seen a movie like that in the longest time. At least unless I dive back into the history of movies. And I put on a good independent film. Um, I feel like, you know, the, the, the big Hollywood studios have taken over. And, um, and we're suffering because of it. Spectacle over substance. Maybe. Um, all right, let's get into some more um, some more comments. Sam says, I never play video games or watch movies, but it seems true based on nothing, just a feeling. You know my lack of faith in humanity. <laughs> yeah, I know, Sam. I know. I'm here to tell you, you know, things aren't so bad. And you're awesome. I'm, I'm glad you're here. Um, Carmen says, Bandersnatch. Bandersnatch is a film by the creators of Black Mirror whose storytelling is similar to a video game with a multiple choice structure. I don't think multiple choice is that great, but indeed there are scripts in video games made with the assessment of psychologists and sociologists that makes the user experience much more open and rich. I feel like like I, I feel like this would be a big false for me if we were talking about TV. Because TV offers a longer format where you can really... Where they, where they kind of have to work on character development. You know? Um, where the plot is driven more by, by character than by just weird, random, act of God plot devices. You know, when was the last time you really... You saw a movie and a character grew? Does that even happen in Marvel movies anymore? Is it not just... Oh, God. I mean, I, I love superhero. I'm a geek, friends. I love superhero movies. I love science fiction. love horror. But I've got to say, I'm just so underwhelmed with what um, we're being offered in the cinema recently. And and I, I honestly, I'm scratching that narrative itch um, in the in the world of video games. Hmm. Uh, let's uh, let's continue. Um, and Bandersnatch, yeah, it was a Black Mirror episode. Do check that out. It's great. It's like, again, like um, a choose-your-own-adventure book. Did you have those here in Spain, Natch, the choose-your-own-adventure books? Yes. Yeah, yeah. We, and they are called Elige tu propia aventura. Ah, wow. Elige tu propia aventura. Yeah, I loved those as a kid. I loved them. All right. Um, I used to play a fighting game, a fighting video game, says Vero. Um, that, in addition to the main story, each character had their own personal story. Many of them didn't make much sense, sense but it was fun. <laughs> yeah, I used to play Tekken, and yeah, I can relate. Uh, Sam says, also, you don't have limitations with unreal characters, so it gives more options to create amazing stories, and they won't complain. Yeah, true story. Carmen says, the series narrative has advantage over movies regarding character development. True story. But used to be in movies, we used to we used to put a real emphasis on character, right? Ugh. And I don't know. I feel like we've been let down by Hollywood, or we're being let down. You know what? It's it almost feels like movies are made by committee. Because then you look at movies like Barbie, which I think is is amazing. I love the the Barbie movie. Have you seen it, Natch? Yes, I saw it uh, last weekend. Um, what do you think? Uh, I me pillo un poco cansado, but uh, I think it's funny. It's it is really funny, mm -hmm. really funny, really original. Really speaks with a clear voice to its target audience. I loved that movie, and dude, Ken, <laughs> brilliant. I just thought it was brilliant. Oppenheimer also brilliant, brilliant. Both movies made by auto directors with a clear vision. Clear story, clear character development. I mean, but are, are Barbie and Oppenheimer the normal? 
I, I would say no. They are the exceptions that prove the rule. You know, we look at these, or we can highlight those two movies when they came out and the massive success they attained. We look at that in contrast to the rest of the slop we're offered at the moment. Ooh, geez, Robbie's getting passionate. <laughs> All right, let's continue. Let's um, look at some messages I received on um, on Instagram. Video games are on another level these days. This is coming from Alex. Um, it's not just about the graphics. It's about being part of the story. I could not agree more. Again, that independent game, Chance of Senna, that I played. The graphics aren't that great. But the storyline, the, the art direction, is it's just amazing. Amazing. Uh, Maria, I respect the artistry in games, um, but movies are timeless. A great film can say so much with just a single frame. Yeah, it can. When movies aren't made by committee, Maria, I would say. I feel like most modern movies are a bunch of people in suits in boardrooms saying, okay, 80% uh, of the movie needs to be an action scene. We need to have 20 explosions, you know. Is this like made by committee? Where where are those auto directors and scriptwriters? Aaron Sorkin, where why where have you gone? <laughs> Providing us with great dialogue. Um where are those movies? Well, they're few and far between. Like we've killed the independent movie industry. And and most of the real great directors, like we're not we're not fostering and feeding the flame of these um, these new directors. God, what happens when Quentin Tarantino makes his next, his last movie? When um, uh, when Christopher Nolan makes his last movie? What are, we, what are we left with? You know, we need to foster that good talent outside of the big studio system, I think. Don't forget, Christopher Nolan got his start in independent movies. I don't know if you've seen the movie... Oh, God, what's it called? The whole movie is backwards. Oh, that's going to kill me. Oof. Um, uh, oh man, hang wait, I have to search. Um, uh, if not, I'm gonna go crazy. Chris, <laughs> I get pretty passionate when it comes to movies, friends. I I do love movies, um, but modern movies are a little bit of a a little bit of a letdown. Memento, as we still play Memento, Natch. It's a guy. Yes, with... there's like they go backwards and exactly. It's a man with short-term memory right, loss. And black and white. And yeah, yeah. Uh, yes, I saw it. It's brilliant. An independent movie, Christopher Nolan's Big Break. We wouldn't have had Christopher Nolan if not for independent cinema. Same for Quentin Tarantino. Same for all of them. And we killed independent cinema in favor of these big blockbuster spect spectacles that we've got right now. So where is um, that talent coming from? Well, it's coming from, you know, we're, we're pushing these people to Netflix and Netflix has an agenda, you know? Um, let's continue on. Um, so that was a comment from Maria. Anyway, thank you, Maria. Jordan says, video games for sure, but you get way more bang for your book and you're not just sitting there, you're in it. It's true. Like, video games may on the surface seem um, expensive, but then you're immersed in that video game for 8 to 12 hours. You go with another person to the cinema, you're spending around 50 euros. <laughs> Super expensive. Well, at least if you eat popcorn like, um, like I do. <laughs> And um, finally, Leslie, both have their place, but I lean towards movies. They're more accessible um, and easier uh, to easier to watch. Okay, there you go. Um, thank you, Leslie, first-time writer, and, um, and Alex, I believe, first-time writer. Thank you, thank you. Um, Sam says here, plus, don't forget how many things can't be said or done in a real movie now, so no one gets offended. In video games, you can cross the line. Life was funnier in times of airplane. It's true. Now, now I feel like there are certain stock boilerplate characters that have to be in movies. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to kind of offend anyone. But nuance has been lost. Nuance has been lost, friends. We may get into it in tonight's show where I can be a little, when I can unchain myself at 6 p.m. on this channel. Um... Probo show after dark. Yeah, I'll go. I'll go off on this because there are certain things that Hollywood is doing that is just driving me up the wall. <laughs> we'll talk about it tonight. So I asked you guys. Uh, I made the statement: video games offer better storytelling than most modern movies, and you guys said seventy-five percent true. Woo! 
What do you think, Natch? What do you think? The reasons here, uh, it's been a long time since I've played um, video games. Yeah. I think the last one was God of War in the oh, PS3. Wow. Great game. It was amazing. It was amazing. And the storyline was amazing as well. So, mm. I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. I think this, for me personally, Natch, um, and um, and angelic beings, and you super superhuman, sexy people in the in the audience, I think this for me is not um, is not praise for video games. I think video games are doing exactly what they're supposed to do, delivering great stories and playable and replayable games. I think they they're supposed to do that. It's not a praise of the video game um, uh, industry. What it is, is um, is a criticism of the movie industry recently. With your stock boilerplate characters, um, big explosions, special effects, movie stars that earn more than, um, uh, <laughs> more than they deserve, quite frankly. You know, uh, movie stars, special effects, you know, um, quite often poor direction, um, terrible scripts, no character development. You know, um, it's more a criticism on that. Um, a, a medium that I truly, truly love. I'm seeing fall by the wayside um, in the because people in boardrooms have a checklist of things that they need to see in a modern movie that they think we want to see. And look at what's happening to uh, movie movie attendance recently. It's fallen down the toilet. Why not provide instead of what you think we want to see? Why not experiment? Why not get crazy? Why not rely on intellectual property that is original rather than rehashing the same stories over and over again in universes we've seen a thousand times before? But that's just my opinion, friends. And you know what Grandpa Bo would say about that? He'd say, Rob, your opinion? Opinions are like buttholes. Everyone has one. They all stink, including yours. Let's move on to today's unpopular opinion. Ah! Jeez. Thank God for you, Natch. A <laughs> hundred humans. <laughs> See, I got all... Uh, got all angry there. <laughs> got all angry there. Forgot what point of the show I was in. <laughs> okay, it's time for a hundred humans, guys. What? Oh, my God. What a long walk it was this morning. It was a long walk to work. Uh, across snow-capped mountains and through river valleys. And on that walk, I encountered a hundred humans and I asked them all a question. Today's question was, name something that is important to have in a successful Hollywood movie. Name something that's important to have in a successful Hollywood movie. I asked them that question. They gave me their answers. I'm in possession of the top seven answers right here. Your job in the chat is to identify those top seven answers. Okay, um, a big thank you to Juan, Connor, Carmen, McVia, uh, Nessa, Vanessa, Vero, Sonia, Mushki, uh, B. Lopez, Rafelka, Materia Oscura, La Chica de la Segunda, Fila, um, uh, Maria, Alex, <laughs> and Leslie for interacting on Instagram. We'll get to some of your answers in a second. First of all, we go to the Oracle. Oracle, what do you think? Name something. Nombra algo um, that, um, que es importante, that's important tener en una película Exitosa de Hollywood. Something that's important to have in a successful Hollywood movie. Mm, a good storyline or script. A good storyline. Oof, Natch, storyline. Nivel Atho. Yeah, a script, guion, storyline, narrativa. Oh, and me. Hello. I'm going to give myself a pat on the head. Jeez, Louise. A good storyline. Um, uh, is it there? A good storyline. Um, Vero here says a good script in the chat as well. Um, on Instagram, a ton of people said it. Um, Vero, well, yeah, a ton of people said. Uh, Carmen said a good ending, which is a part of the story, let's not forget. Um, Nessa said good script. Okay, is it there? Is a good storyline there? Yes, it is. Well done. 26 of 100 humans said you need to have a good storyline in a successful Hollywood movie. Um, <laughs> geez, Louise, can I read that on, <laughs> on air? <laughs> um, uh, Eugene says, beautiful actress. A beautiful actress. <laughs> you know what? I can't give it to you. No, it's not there. 
something related to that, but not exactly that. Um, Sam says, a love story. Oh, God, I hate it when they crowbar a love story into a movie. I'm not anti-love, but I just think sometimes it's just unnecessary. Why does my Mission Impossible movie need to have a love story? <laughs> <sighs> It's so it can it can appeal to a small section of the of the movie market, increasing ticket sales by X percent. Just go home, Hollywood. You're drunk. Is love story there? Yes, it is. Well done. It's the fourth most popular answer with ten of a hundred humans saying a love story. Woo. Um, a bad guy. Great. A great, um, uh, a, gr a great answer. A bad guy. You know what? I'm going to give it to you. I'm going to give it to you. <laughs> Rafelka on Instagram said a villain um, and a dumb person. <laughs> yeah. um, interesting characters. Personajes um, interesantes. Interesting ca um, uh, characters is their second most popular answer. Well done. Um, all right. Ooh, special effects, says Eugene. Special effects. Efectos especiales. Is it there? Yes, it is. Well done. Fifth most popular answer. Wow, the, the audience is killing it today. Um, Let's see. Money, says Sam. Yeah, money. <laughs> it's so true, but it's not there, sadly. Um, subject, subject Sui, joining us for the first time, says, actors, mm, actors, well, look, um, La Chica de la Segunda Fila says, Brad Pitt, <laughs> you don't need anything other than Brad Pitt, um, who else said something similar, Sonia on Instagram said, famous actors or actresses, so a star cast, um, Estrellas de Cine. Is it there? Yes, it is. Seventh most popular answer. Well done. Did we say a, a good set? Did we say that one? Um, well, Carmen said it, and sadly, it's not there. Um, all right, let me give you a clue. This uh, Ennio Morricone. Uh, John Williams. Dana, Dana. What, my friends, does a successful Hollywood movie need? Ennio Morricone, um, uh, John Williams. God, I'm I know a lot of people who work um, work in this. Um, what do you think? Oh, here we go. Bando Sonora says um, Carmen. We say a soundtrack. Well done. Well done. Final, the final one, my friends. Okay, Steven Spielberg, Christopher Nolan. Um, oh God, there are so many. There's so many good ones. And you certainly need a good one to make a successful Hollywood movie. What am I talking about? Carmen has an answer. Eugene got good soundtrack. Well done. Carmen has an answer. What do you think it is, Natch? Uh, director. A good director. Well done. My God. Okay, so I asked 100 humans to name something that is important to have in a successful Hollywood movie in position number... Seven. They said a star cast. Estrellas de cine. In position number... Six. Efectos especiales. Special effects. In, that was in position number six. In position number... Five. We had a soundtrack. Banda sonora. In position number... Four. A love story. Stop it, Hollywood. Go home. <laughs> In position number three, a good director, a good director. In position number two, interesting characters. And finally, in position number one, a good storyline. Well done, guys. That was a tough one today. That was a tough one today. Um, this, this evening's is even tougher, believe it or not. Um, uh, yeah, don't forget this evening, 6 p.m. for the Probo Show After Dark. I will post all the stuff for you to vote on um, in when we finish this show. All right, let's go to complete the news. Complete the news! 
Okay, guys, it's complete the news time. This is a section where I give you a real news headline, but I leave out some important information. And using the three options I give you, you will complete the news. Okay, let's get into it. Um, McDonald's announces... McDonald's Anuncia. McDonald's announces a blank dining experience in West Hollywood. Experiencia de cenar, comer. Yeah, a dining experience. McDonald's announces a blank dining experience in West Hollywood. Is it A, a romantic dining experience? Romantica. Is it B, a fine dining experience? Um, Alta cocina, I think it's in Spanish. Fine dining experience. Or is it C, an anime dining experience? Anime, anime, Japanese animation dining experience. A, B, or C. McDonald's announces a blank dining experience in West Hollywood. Is it A, romantic, B, fine dining, romantica, or alta cocina, or C, anime, anime dining experience? A, B, or C. Woof. The answers are coming in thick and fast in the in the chat. Thank you, audience. What do you think, Natch? C, anime. You think C, anime. Well, I'll tell you what, Natch, this is perfect because the audience, it's a three-way tie. <laughs> they're, they're, yeah, it's a three-way tie. They, they are undecided. So if you get this right, that's a win for you, Natch. That's one all, Natch versus audience this week. All right, well, let's see. McDonald's announces... It was indeed C anime. Well done to you, sir. <laughs> That's a win for Natch. That's a win for Natch. Um, uh, there you go. It was indeed anime. McDonald's has launched an innovative um, anime-themed promotional campaign f- featuring Wookdonald's, con UV doble, with a W, a fictional fast food chain from the anime world, transforming the iconic McDonald's M into a W. This concept, originating from the 1983 manga and anime franchise Cat's Eye, has been featured in various media. The campaign created in collaboration with illustrator Aki Bright and Studio Perio. We'll start on February 26th. All right, my friends. Well, look, that's all I've got time for for today's Pro Bowl show. But don't forget, we'll be back tonight with a controversial um, uh, Pro Bowl show after dark. I thoroughly, thoroughly hope to see you there because it is going to be a fantastic one. I'll be, so I'll see you later. I'll be back for the lunchtime show at 1.30. Friends, so many things you could have been doing today. An infinite number of things. But instead of doing those things, you took the time to spend some time with me in the Natch, and it means the world. See you next time.